Episode number 23. Wow, man. We made it to 23 already. Did you have any specific things you'd like to talk about that you wanted to, you know, get out of the way? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I believe I did mention this in episode 19, and if I forgot... You know, because it's hard to keep track of all the the content that we discuss because we discuss so much, but Mm. I recently reviewed, or re-reviewed if I hadn't already... The trailer for the new coming It movie, which is a remake by Stephen King, and I think it's it's there is a scene in this movie where you remember like um, in the original movie It, where the, the 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 little boy George, he's like running down the street, he has like the yellow slicker and stuff like that, and he's singing Karma 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 Chameleon. Oh no, not that boy George. No, no, not that boy George, but the 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 little boy George in Georgie. You know, he's he's running down the then the little street there with the the little uh, the little uh, paper uh, sailboat, and he like goes up to the storm drain. In the original and he's one, like, yes, in the original one. I don't remember it that well in the original one, but I, I'll t- I'm sure people who are listening will. So uh, yes, I, I yes. Well, if you were whoever is listening to this, if you remember the the original one. Um, it was pretty creepy with uh, the original Pennywise, of course, was Tim Curry, and, and I love Tim Curry. Everyone loves Tim Curry. He's, he's a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan I, of Tim Curry. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I forget the name of the actor who's playing the, the new It or Pennywise the Clown, so I, I can't really speculate on how I feel about his performance yet until I see the movie, but the, the one scene... I, I did see was with the uh, the new remake, the new little kid George, and let me tell you something, man, that shit gave me fucking cold chills. It was that fucking creepy. Oh. Because he's like, just he's talking to his older brother, you know, uh, uh, Bill, and just the way he's saying, like, you know, we float down here, and he's like, kind of like creepily laughing. It's 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 phenomenal. It's, it it gave me cold chills. I cannot wait to see this shit. Y'all float down here. I, I never heard of it, but yeah, that's the... Okay, well, I can... Y'all float. And that's, uh, yeah, it's the scary version of the Modest Mouse song. Float on. <laughs> I think I've quoted float on on this, uh, on this podcast before. Probably in one of the ones where we had a person listening. All right, let me... Um, Send you this just uh, so that's the link to the person who's playing uh, the current, the new current it, the new current clown, the Pennywise. Uh, yes, who who plays the new Pennywise? 
Uh, well, let's see. Their name is Bill Skarsgård. That's right. That's right. Oh. Now, and he is the brother of Alexander Skarsgård, which means he's the son, another son of Stellan Skarsgård. Um, yes. Have you seen his? Have you seen his makeup on on what's going to be ultimately on the on the new remake? I mean, I've seen some uh, still pictures of what are look like just kind of publicity photos. So as far as like moving around in the film, I haven't necessarily seen uh, what it looks like in action. But like I, I see some. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of of uh, what's obviously a, like I say, a publicity thing. So it's there's some cracked paint on the forehead. It looks like. Do you do you have a picture that you you can look at, or are you? Um, hold on. I don't have a, a current picture now. All right. Well, here I'll send you one. Since uh, unless it was a rhetorical, unless it was a rhetorical question, uh, I have seen. You can actually look up things a lot faster because normally when I. Uh, on my Skype, I when I uh, do uh, when we do the show, I yeah. normally just keep the uh, the uh, Skype window up completely, like where it's blocking the entire thing. And for side stuff, I just use my phone because it just makes more sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Do I don't want to touch. Sorry. I don't want to touch anything like during showtime, so to speak. If that makes uh, sense. Sure, you're worried that we'll lose material. Exactly. I'm, I'm worried that if something happens, it'll fuck up because we we do have at least, what, one or two lost episodes. And, you know, the, the sad part about that was uh, it's it's during those lost episodes that we had, we thought we had recorded. Uh, uh, there was some pretty good content on that stuff. It's, it's a shame that uh, the MP3 player did act up when it did. But from time to time, it does. And it doesn't always record everything. So it's I think it's one of the pains. Like one of the behind-the-scenes uh, pains of being a soundcaster is the fact that those things do do happen. I mean, if if somebody actually sat down, and even like YouTube, you know, what a podcast or soundcaster go through. It's a simple matter of sitting and and just you know talking. That that's the fun part of it, and and also too. But you also have like the editing, the the the, the promotion, and also time for if you're in one. T- Time frame and your your it's not it's a lot of things go behind the scenes, you know. And then when the audience listens to it, it all makes and it's you know awesome to listen to. But there are that go you know on behind the scenes, so that's why I don't touch anything. You know what I'm saying? Sure. For that reason. Yeah, it makes sense. Want to be careful about yes. stuff. So. Uh, that's that's what you wanted to talk about, or is that rela- related to what you wanted to talk about? Oh no, I was just I was just making a point because like you you said you were going to look up the picture of it and send it to me, and I yes. said um, the reason why I use my phone to look up stuff is because once the uh, once the Skype uh, window is up, it's engaged. I don't want to you know mess around with it you know too much. Sure, makes sense. You know it's it's. I don't have a high-tech studio like Davy and Dent over there in Strange Times and Bitter Sound. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I know nothing about his uh, studio or his setup. I'm oh, at, it's I, phenomenal, dude. I, it's, I, it's, I it's pretty great. <laughs> oh, it's pretty big, dude. He's got, he's got some pretty mean equipment over there. So you sent me a link. Is this the picture of it? Uh, I mean, it's I yes, I've sent you a couple of two things. Bill, okay, here we go. There's one is Bill Skarsgård, and the other is just an image of him and his makeup. Cool, let me and, check that one. Ah, uh, yes. Else to get to it. 
I like this. Like, I mean, I like the original Pennywise, but I, I absolutely love like the new look. You know, I think it's you know we're in 2017. Everything deserves like a fresh you know look, and sure. I think this is is uh, more of a fresh look than you can get. I also think that if I'm not mistaken correctly, I think they this particular remake goes more towards the book than than the actual original movie did. Not that the original movie didn't, um, you know, didn't didn't wasn't close to the book, but a lot of Stephen King movies aren't close to his, you know, his books. You know what I mean? Like take um, take uh, Misery for example. There's a lot of differences between that book and the movie. You know, so it's 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 nice when the movies are more close to the book and that's the way the the remake to the shining was when stephen king did the remake the the short miniseries to the shining was in the remake and it wasn't a stanley kerbick film but it was an actual stephen king film oh. everything in that movie uh went hand, hand in hand with the book so and they're not saying that there was nothing i have nothing against the stanley kerbick version of it kerbick. because i happen to like that version but it was nice to see a different perspective of the movie, and of course, it being redone by the uh, the guy that wrote it to begin with. Stephen King directed the the um, the remake of The Shining with Stephen Weber in it. Uh, yes, in fact, he also did. Um, well, it, yeah, he did. He he um, he directed it. He he. Huh? Or has there been a third one? No, no, no. The the one that he. The, one that he remade back and directed, and he also had a cameo in it. He played, uh, he was on stage in a white tuxedo. Oh. <laughs> on stage. That's that's the that's the one with the the, the dude that played uh, from uh, uh, what is it, Wings, that TV show? Yeah, Jeffrey, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Stephen Weber. Yes. Yeah, he played, that's a, the one. he played a character named Jeffrey in a movie, that's why I said call him Jeffrey for a second there. So it's Tuesday, in, uh, in, mm-hmm. in in real life, and it's uh, on Tuesday mornings at nine. Of course, on uh, Kevin Smith's network, there there is a morning show called uh, Nooner. Okay. And I've been doing the Tumblr for it, uh, like in real time, with a, a guy from from uh, the UK named uh, Darren, who also has several podcasts. And basically, we what we do is we listen to what they're talking about when they bring up something. We find an entry on Wikipedia or Google or an image or something and then post it to the Tumblr in real time so that people can go back and look and see what we talked about or what they talked about during the podcast. And then I also tend to try and uh, contribute. I used to just sort of send them jokes about it, basically or make kind of try and make funny comments as they were doing whatever. Anyway, so, so they, they let me because you, you kind of broke up a little bit. So let me see if I heard this correctly. They they talk they they use Tumblr during the show. Mm-hmm. Or they're making fun of somebody. No, no, we use we use the we use a Tumblr to. Uh, it's called Tuesday Mornings uh, Tumblr Tumblr, I believe, and uh, it it just sort of keeps. Hold a, on, let me. Just sort of keeps. Well, I'll send you a link for that too. But it just keeps a running tally of what uh, what they were talking okay. about. So, like, anyway, they were talking about something with uh, comedy or intended comedy. I can't remember. It was somebody laughed, and I brought up the movie Jeffrey. I recommended it to. Uh, Cassandra Carden, Car, Car, Cardenas, pardon me, who uh, who's a co-host on there. I'm sorry that I'm spacing, but I'm trying to multitask here, not with spacing. Let's see. So there's the main page, and then uh, you could probably go to the archive. I'll go ahead and copy the link and send that to you. But this is this this appears every Tuesday, and it's hosted by, normally by Marty. It started off being hosted by Marty, you and Dan Etheridge, 
And Dan Etheridge is uh, no longer hosts the show, but he'll drop by every now and then. And Marty is the one who hosts it. Marty uh, is an actor and um, uh, personality. And uh, his uh, sister is a documentary filmmaker, uh, or documentarian. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just, it's just this thing that's been going on for like, I don't know, the last like six years or something. Um, but I only started doing the Tumblr about three years ago, I think. Um, but I was, that's sort of what I—that's sort of an extension of what I used to do. On you know, like, if you've gone back and listened to uh, the breaks over there at uh, Kevin Smith's uh, network, I—I uh, I love the breaks, dude. That's a fucking awesome show. And um, I try, you know, speaking of Tumblr, I tried to use Tumblr, and I just ultimately wound up getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, nothing against, you know, Tumblr, but when you're keeping track of, like, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, things like that, it just, it's just one more, to me, it's just, like, one less thing I gotta, I gotta, you know, worry about. Not that Tumblr is not a bad thing, because, obviously, all forms of social media, it could be taken to your advantage, depends, and, and they got, like, tons and tons and tons of different social media, from, like, photo bucket to Snapchat to, you know, a thousand other social media things, and of course, you know you got the ghost town, which is uh, uh, MySpace. <laughs> hmm. Yes, MySpace. I, I think I—I uh, I don't know if I still have a MySpace page. It's probably archived somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I think we all still probably have a MySpace page. I mean, I know I still do. I mean, I never deactivated it, but. I mean, I don't go on it because there's really no point. It's complete. It's a ghost town. Like no one's on. You know. MySpace anymore. That used to be the hot thing, like the hot uh, hot spot before like Facebook came around. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Facebook doesn't look like it's going anywhere. No, it seems to be where it is. But MySpace probably should be called Empty Space now. No, I'm sure exactly. people are. I'm sure people are still using MySpace and doing well with it. Like um, there was a couple people. Like I think Owen Benjamin did really well on MySpace, and I think Dane Cook did, and. Some other people. Maybe. I mean, like I said, I haven't been on MySpace in like a couple of years. I think like older still. Mm. You're dropping out a bit. Are you um? Are you on your computer right now? I think. I think like it's like. Person came up to all at once. I'd probably laugh us off. No idea. That's just me. I have no idea what that was. Are you still there, homie slice? I am still here, but your your sound is terrible. It's uh, it's, it's like pixelated. sounds like you're breaking up a little bit, dude. Yeah, yeah. So you were too. Yeah, your your sound is is not good right now. It's kind of it's not. It's you not, may try to uh, reinitiate the call. Uh, sure. You try that. Yeah, why not? Well, here, let me see if I can't fix this problem. Okay. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're talking about. Sometimes there's you know just kinks in the kinks in the in the. Shit. Not even my. Okay, there we go. Oh, hi. Sometimes there's just kinks in the uh, in the uh, the old woodworks here, you know, in the old factory. Sometimes technology is with us, and sometimes technology is against us. And every once in a while, technology is against us. Apparently. Every once in a while. So, there we go. Let's see here. So, yeah. <clears throat> see, even your video, even your video feed's kind of broken up a little bit. It's mm, not good. How's the weather on you? It's fine. It's clear as a bell. Clear. A little cloudy on my end. Is it? Yeah, a little bit. 
I don't know if it's going to rain or not. I know it's definitely calling for rain on Friday, but... <sighs> oh, no glot, clum fly day. Yes. That's uh, from Naked Lunch. The uh, <clears throat> William S. Burroughs book, and also a David Cronenberg film adapted. Okay, so... Let's see. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess we should probably s- start first. I'd like to... Um, I would like to acknowledge the passing of uh, comedian Don Rickles. Oh, yes. Didn't he pass away recently? On April 6th, yes, uh, apparently. Yeah. He was... He was definitely a huge bucket of wind, dude. He was. I, I like the guy. Yeah, I thought he was really He was a genius. Funny. He was very funny, and he didn't... He, he insulted everybody, and he usually, at the end of his shows, would say, hey, it's all in fun. And I know that there's this whole generation of, of people who are extremely politically correct, and there are some, I don't know, what they call social justice warriors out there, but I... Telling you <laughs> that Don Rickles' brand of humor, even though it sounds like racism and sounds like uh, antagonistic and hateful, is not. It is a. It is a. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. He made fun of everybody. He made fun of himself. He just. Uh, you know. He made fun of the stereotypes that people. That people use, and also would just. Uh, he would. He would make fun of. Anything. He would make fun of a person's perceived alcoholism. He, and, and, and these weren't like long stories. This wasn't to beat a person up. It was just to poke fun at them. This little ribbing, a little, you know, harmless, like, hey, hey, you know, hey, we're all kind of, you know. You know what I mean? Like he was an equal opportunity. Well, yeah, I mean, I think. Under. Right. He, he, he's definitely a pioneer as far as, like, that's concerned. And I think, like, we got, like, our, like, I don't know, like, the rest of the world, but. Our country got politically correct in the past, what, 10, 10 20 years um, and something like that? Well, it really, you know, uh, I'd say probably started, kicked into high gear uh, probably around 93. So, yeah, we're looking at it 20, 24 years or something. It's been a while, you know, but it's been a solid in, in like a generation's worth. And the, the problem with... Right, and, and the, the the problem with being politically correct is that you know should we be politically uh, politically correct on certain things on certain points? I think so, but the problem is is that the wrong people took it too far, took it to the extreme, and then now all of a sudden, like you know, a guy like Don Rickles, who is Rickles, who is considered a genius, maybe a lot of people now don't like his humor, and and um, you know now it's like you know. Because of the, the, the whole political correct thing, you know? Well, which, by the way, it's fine if you don't like his style of humor. It's fine if you don't like that he does insults if you're not into that. Oh, sort I do. Of thing. I love his style of humor. But, like, there are people who. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, for example, with, with the new political correctness that, that, you know, right did happen around 93, but well, I'm trying to think yeah. how, like, a guy like, let's say, Buddy ha- uh, Hackett would, you know, fare nowadays had he still been alive you know would people still find his his style of of humor to be funny i mean i, I mean a lot of funny. people i'm sure would because carlin is a genius you know I, I find it funny but it's an old school kind of you know comedy there's like it, it goes back it's like i find lots of things funny and, and by the way there's i have to i have to say the, the thing about political correctness the being nice to people and just not saying mean things about them, not to be a dick, shouldn't be a political consideration. It shouldn't be, oh, I'm supposed to, I'm expected to act a particular way. How about just don't be a dick? How about just be a nice person and be a nice exactly. to other people? You know, why be politically correct? Just kind of, you know, and, and by the way, it's, you know, it's fine if you, 
it's you know you live your life the way you want to, but it's like if you if you're only being politically correct, like if you're only saying the N word instead of actually using the N word because you're told it's more polite to, you're still essentially saying it because you think the N word when you say the N word, you think the actual word instead of just saying the N word. You know what I mean? That not you, but a person who is no, I, trying to be politically correct. It's like just be a good human right. being. I think I think first of all. The whole politically correct concept was, in theory, was good because it, it basically mm-hmm. it basically put down, you know, it laid down a, a, ver, uh, a, a universal law saying, okay, this is how we're going to act. Like we're not going to raise people in political correctness or not. You know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, you know. Uh, uh, cast out a certain group or we're not going to, you know, we're not going to do certain things under the whole political correct thing. But the problem is now everyone just takes it too far. And now everyone's just being politically correct just to be politically correct. They took it to the extreme, like humans tend to take things too far. It's like George Carlin says, you know, I'm not going to call that thing out in the street, a, a person hole cover when it's a manhole cover, you know? So... It's a good point. Personal cover, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I mean, certain, like, obviously certain things ought to go away, but, you know, political correctness needs to be redefined. And really, we wouldn't need political correctness if the majority had certain values in a proper manner. The reason why we have political correctness is because people didn't know how to act. It's, it's, you know, people want to blame the Democrats for, you know, incorporating political correctness, but it's not even really the Democrats. It's not even really the Republicans. It's just whoever invented these rules, you know, had a good intention, but it's, it's, they just took it too far, you know, mm-hmm. is well, all, I mean, it's how I feel about it. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, let me read the uh, the current thinking on it from Wikipedia real quick, right? What happened? I'm going to read the uh, the current, uh, just really quickly, the current sort of understanding of what, polit- okay. what political correctness is. So it says, the term political correctness, also abbreviated to PC, in modern usage is used to describe some language policies or measures that are intended to avoid offense or disadvantage to members of particular groups in society. In mainstream political discourse and media, the term is generally used as a pejorative, implying that these policies are excessive. So now when people used to say, hey, that's not PC, be careful, now everybody's like, oh, the PC police. So it's turned into kind of like a, it's been turned around into where it's not, it's just like, it's gone from mind your manners to like the manners Nazis, because people always like to attach Nazi to something if they feel it's gone out of, that is out of control, you know. It's, True. Everything becomes a you know a this or that Nazi. I mean, look at the soup Nazi. Look how casually Nazi was thrown around on primetime television, referring to a character who was just, a, you know, a bit authoritarian. Probably, probably never gassed a single Jew in his life, but because he was sort of an, an asshole, they referred to him as the soup Nazi. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I exactly. I mean, I I, I have noticed that because of political correctness, and of course. Now, if you take things too far, you you are considered a Nazi. Like, for example, like, you know, oh, my boss is a fucking Nazi or, you know, I remember, um, I remember my, my old, my old supervisor, right? Mm -hmm. Him and his wife were down, I think they were down in Florida or something like that. They were visiting, um, her mother, right? Mm -hmm. 
and her mother was I don't know if she's still alive, but at that point in time she was she was pretty old and this woman who's like, you know, in her probably eighties and they want her to quit smoking, right? So they're at a restaurant, all three of them, and she wants a cigarette and obviously uh, my ex-boss and his wife are, are so they're trying to get her to smoke. So she literally got up and went to a different table to ask the other the other patrons, uh, patriots, whatever that that word is, patrons, uh, for a cigarette. And she's like, "Them Hitlers over there won't let me smoke a cigarette." So it's it, we we have incorporated you know the word Nazi, and we have it a little bit too seriously. Yeah. You know, wow, those those them Hitlers. You can have like you know like tax like the taxi Nazi like you know the guy that wants to you know, whatever Uber not but but you're right in 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 the terms of political correctness we we have uh, attached the word Nazi to that as well it's like right. you, you take things a little bit too seriously. Meanwhile, in you know we've uh, allegedly uh, got real Nazis in power now. So oh absolutely so that's, that's oh, absolutely we do and and. And in modern day, in modern day America, we're not calling them Mm-mm. the Nazi Party. We're not calling them the Republican Party. We are calling them the alt right party. Yeah, the alt right. That's right. Alt-right and and that's another thing now, too. Baby, just alt yes. right now. Sorry, yeah. I would have loved. Mm. To be honest with you, I mean, I would give anything. Like, I would shave two years off of my life. If I could have George Carlin back here right now, because George Carlin, at one point in a stand-up uh, in a stand-up uh, show that he was doing, actually said that as Americans, we take a particular thing and we call it something else, and by doing it, you know, it, it somehow changes the condition. It doesn't like make it seem like you know, like for example, sneakers became running shoes, you know, mm-hmm. or, or the other way around, right. Or he said, you know, uh, 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 thanks to my fear of, you know, thanks, uh, thanks to pass away, or, you know, changing the condition from, you know, PTSD to, you know, something else. So we, we do change certain things. Like for example, we're not calling these people Nazis. You know, the alt right party. Well, they are Nazis. Let's just call them what they are. They're they're modern day Nazis. And I think that if we call them the modern day Nazis, I think that maybe the rest of the country only realize it and get it in their heads that you know maybe these people are right. Maybe these this the, the Republican Party is nuts, and we need to get them out. Just my opinion, anyway. So I'd like to give a quick shout out, by the way, to another podcast. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. They're uh, JMT, or the Just In Time podcast. They, you can find them on, on uh, SoundCloud. You can actually find them on Podbay. I think you can find, I think you can find them on iTunes. You can definitely find them on iTunes. They have been reposting episodes of uh, our show to their timeline so that people can see them. So they're, that's going to be very helpful. And I just wanted to say here that I really appreciate it. I have also... Retweeted, uh, reposted a couple things of theirs into my timeline on SoundCloud. So, so that's uh, that's that's really cool. Plus, uh, if you if you give them uh, you know shout outs on Twitter or on the show, then they'll they'll uh, they're good at um, at uh, I don't know I want to say returning the favor, but I mean like you know if you say hey what's up and like what you're doing on Twitter, they'll say it back. So they'll they'll respond. They're good at responding. They also encourage interaction. They have a call in line. In fact, we should probably. 
think about uh, trying to get some people involved. Uh, like, if, if there's anybody online, like I was thinking, remember throwing up a periscope and seeing, but that's a little catch as catch can because it ends up being the person with the phone being like, okay, and yes, Charlie 23, I can see Charlie 23 said, yes. um, you know, uh, said uh, that oh, it's gone now. Okay, lots of hearts, lots of hearts. Okay, sorry, Charlie 23, can you, can you, can you repeat that? Yeah, oh, yeah, I see you, Kitty Woman. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, Kitty Woman sent a smiley, and there's still a few hearts. Okay, there are there are three people in the room. I haven't seen the third one talk yet. I've only seen Charlie twenty three and Kitty Woman. So, and the unnamed person just left. That's that's basically what happens because and so I don't know if that would be a oh abs- absolutely. I mean, um. <clears throat> You know, speaking of like people calling in or or, or guests, um, I, I spoke to um, to Ed Wallach, uh-huh. who is a stand comedian, all around uh, awesome uh, dude. You can uh, you know catch him on Facebook, Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, he's on Strange Times from time to time, and uh, I I talked him into uh, coming on our show in cool. the near future. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. is he available today? Tonight? Yeah, he's he's a, also he's fucking hilarious, dude. Like every time I've heard him on like Strange Times, uh he's had me dying, like literally pissing myself. Well that's alright. Sounds messy, but yeah, fun. Um uh so, oh yeah, so rest in peace, Don Rickles. Just to uh, put a little button on that there. Um, but I would like to set up some some type of like call in thing so that, you know, when we do uh do a recording we can uh, have people call in and, and inter- uh, you know, interact. Having interim with fans, you know, I, I would like to hear, you know, I would like to hear your input, uh, essentially, because this is why we do it. You know, we're doing it for your entertainment. We're doing it for our entertainment. So I would love to hear from you all. Uh, you know, uh, subscribe to our Twitter account. Subscribe to our, you know, our, our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, uh, the antisocial show dot com or just antisocial show on uh, Facebook. So, you know, we have a little bit of ways to go to add up, you know, to add certain things like a website and everything like that. But we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, we're a relatively, you know, young, new, sexy podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're a couple of, of sexy bastards. Yeah. Not so much young. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the show is young. I mean, we're we're not so much young anymore. But you know, we're we're still you know relatively. We're not old. You know, obviously, we're not dead. You know, I don't I don't I don't think. Right. Not that, I mean, you know, this could be purgatory, but it's hard to say. Sorry, I've got too many thoughts going on at once. Okay, I'd like to say goodbye to another person, if at all possible. Uh, yeah, go ahead. And I'm going to send you a link. Mikasa es tu casa. Okay. Uh, thank you. So on April 6th, we lost Don Rickles. And so on April 12th, we lost comedian Charlie Murphy. Brother to uh, Eddie Murphy. Yes, Charlie Murphy, yes. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a comedian and a performer in his own right. Uh, Charlie Murphy uh, appeared on uh, in the movie, I think, CB4 is the first time I saw him um, on film. Uh, he looked a great deal like his brother. Um, they tell that they were related. Um, he, he performed on Chappelle's show. Um, yes, that's where I saw him for the first time on Dave Chappelle. He did the voice of the pimp uh, Jizzy B in, in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which I played a good amount of. 
back in the day. Oh, did he? Nice. Yeah, yeah he was. Well, there's a lot. And of I like people. that. Oh, you're talking about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. San Andreas has got a lot of people in it, but yeah, he was in there. So I that guess, game is the shit, dude. Oh no, I guess if I, I he was apparently in Harlem Nights as well, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know he existed at that period of time. Uh, like, um, and then I also never saw his next two credits, No Better Blues and Jungle Fever. As much as I like Spike Lee, I, I, I haven't seen all of his films. Or the ones he produces, but 1993. Um, Spike Lee's uh, is a good director. Yeah, I like what I've seen. I mean, you know, I haven't seen everything, but um, uh, so yeah, CB4 as Gusto in, uh, in the Chris Rock, uh, Chris Elliott, uh, uh, the people who played his uh, and the people who played his uh, his compatriots, his NWA type spoof compatriots. Uh, let's see, so. Chris Rock's character took the name of this gangster named Gusto, so he called himself MC Gusto. And then his his um, <laughs> his two other rap uh, uh, collaborators, right. who would change their images and sound just to try and get something to catch on, and finally landed on this gangster rap type thing. Uh, they became um, Dead Mike was and Stabmaster okay. Arson. <laughs> Stabmaster Arson. It's <laughs> a great thing. Anyway, and then they, they had the uh, they came out of Locash, California. So there is a parody of Straight Out of Compton uh, that uh, is straight out of Locash and uh, has the great line. Oh wait, hold on, see here. <sighs> straight out of Locash, crazy motherfucker named Gusto. I'll fuck your wife because the bitch is a big hoe. Fuck your sister. I fuck your cat. I would fuck your mom, but the bitch is too fat. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but hold on, wait. Something, something, like, something, then I can't, I'll be awake, take a long, room, a short hike, I can't remember this part, or off a long pier, you're going to take a short hike, I think this is right, um, let me tell you, I, I never met a piece of pussy that I didn't like. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Wait, wait, like to eat it, like to suck it, take a shit in a bucket, it's a little cash. what the fuck? <laughs> take, that's just so random. Take a shit in a bucket, it's like, Why? <laughs> So, anyway, but that's uh, <laughs> it's a great movie. Phil, Phil Harmon's in there, rest in peace, uh, as a kind of a senator. That's great. It's, uh, it's hilarious. Ah, but now, hmm. I remember during the 90s, there was, a, um, there was a whole West Coast, East Coast, you know, battle between, like, who is the better, you know, rap territory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah there was mm-hmm. some serious shit going on there. <sighs> okay, so... What I'd like to show you now is uh, one of the. This is the way I became exposed to uh, Charlie Murphy later because I. Dude, oh yeah, yeah. I just saw a, uh, a, a notification that there was a problem between our links. Okay. Do you want to reconnect? Yeah. Let's take a. Uh, let's take a five minute break. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about rap. Yes, okay, so real quick, uh, go ahead and send you... I got most of the lyrics right, but I skipped uh, some of the stuff in between. Here is a clip that I found. It's really short, but and then I'll finish up the other thing, because i got to talk to you okay, about so did you, uh Did you send it? It should have just gone through. Okay, let's see what you got. Uh, here we go, straight out of... Low cash. Here we go. From
shit. Your motherfucking throat. That's fucking great, dude. I'm gonna have to watch like the full the full clip of that because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a great film. Um, you know, I think um, like if you had like a specific like um, like rap artist, like who do you listen to? Oh gosh, well I mean I don't listen to a lot of rap uh, anymore, but I used to listen to a lot more. So it's uh, I mean if I'm taking your question completely literally, I, I don't. Um, let's see, who do I like right now? Like actual rap, I like Open Mike Eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, let's see, I like Donald Glover or Childish Gambino that I've heard. Uh, I like the people who perform on um, on Diplo's major laser tracks, but that's various artists. I can't point to one specifically. I used to. Are you your 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 imagery is frozen a little bit? There you go. Yeah, feed frost. It's still it's frozen. Oh, there we are. So, so like twenty years ago, or longer. Can you hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, so I can tell you the first rap I ever bought uh, was uh, Run DMC's "Raising Hell" on cassette tape back in the eighties. Yes, Run Run DMC. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, so I listened to them. I got into like when De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest and the Jungle Brothers hit like Tommy Boy Records. That was the stuff I liked listening to. So I generally like stuff that was Zulu Nation or what they call Afrocentric stuff that was really positive. So although I did like NWA mm-hmm. because it was so different than that, so but I like I was able to you know I liked them both. It's called I guess it's cognitive dissonance. They're both good music. Uh, I understand that you know. What the, I don't know what I was going to say there, but um, so like uh, there's other stuff like there's you know I catch snippets of this and that like I've enjoyed I like Wyclef Jean the Carnival I, I like that album um, I like Boogie Down Productions album by any means necessary or by all means necessary that's a good one that's one of those uh, Beastie Boys most of their stuff I really enjoy I haven't heard all of it but I've heard a great deal of it uh, EPMD. Um, um, third base, Public Enemy. Um, yes, I love Public Enemy. I was going to ask you that for. Uh, I was going to say, are you into uh, Public Enemy? I love Public uh, Enemy. Okay. I also like, um, for me personally, um, House of Pain okay. and oh, yep, Fifty Cents or Fifty Cents as they call them. Um, Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I like what I've heard of Snoop stuff, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and Dre's stuff. Um, uh, I, I like some Ice Cube stuff. I remember liking Ice Tea. Um, yes. Like uh, Colors, 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 Colors. Yeah, yeah that great album. And there was, uh, what was that album? Paid? It was at the one after Paid in Full, I think. Uh, no, is that what it was called? I saw it was called. What the hell was that? It's the one that starts off with a track, Yo, man, that Ice T's a bad motherfucker, man. And it's like, what's the album called? And it has the song, Living Hard as Possible, Posse Unstoppable. I can't, I don't know, I can't remember what the song's called, but I had it on, I had, I had it on a, on a compilation tape that somebody made me, so that was cool. You know, it's one of the cool things about YouTube is like you can find a lot of those uh, older tracks mm-hmm. on YouTube and like you know create a playlist. That's what I do. Like my playlist is like endless, dude. Like I have like different stuff. I have like rap, rock, country. It's 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 
one of the the, the, the greatest things about YouTube is, is for that reason, like you can find like stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's it's it's, it's great find on YouTube. Oh, absolutely! YouTube's a great resource. So, speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to expose you to something that uh, I think you might appreciate. You like music, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, by the way, actually, since you asked uh, about the rap thing, I should probably rejoin her with, who who do you, what rap do you like if you do like rap? But, you know, what, because uh, I, I, I should, I should, that's the proper way to have that exchange. This is what I like, what, what do you like? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I like I like um, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a big rap rap fan, but I do like um, Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, all those all those guys are great. Uh, those are the ones I primarily like listen to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, little uh, Little Wayne. A little Wayne. Yeah, I haven't heard much of his stuff. You know, guys like that. That's cool. Uh, Tupac, mm-hmm. um, Biggie. You know. Oh, you know, I like. Uh there's one album by Kanye. and the House of Pain, of course. Oh yeah, House of Pain, yeah. Uh, pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Set the jump around, jump around. Oh, Cypress Hill. I like Cypress Hill. Uh, yes, Cypress Hill, definitely. Yes. Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. Um, but um, so, yeah. West Side. To the one on the flamboyant tip, I just dropped that. Ha- <laughs> what was a ham in the frying? Drop that ham in the frying pan like spam. Damn, I feel like the son of Sam. Don't make me wreck shit. I can't remember that. But and of course, we, we, we rap like white people, except if we were Eminem, which I listened to Eminem back in the day, too. Well, I was just doing an impression of his voice, because that's what B really used to sound like. You know, he'd, he'd go, Insane in the membrane. Oh, Dr. Dre, too. I listened to, I like Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah, Dre. People forgot about Dre. Okay, so, um, oh, I, so I like, oh, you know, I like Pharrell, actually, now. Pharrell does some pretty cool stuff with, um, with, um, with yes. uh, wow, what, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, with Diplo, uh, some great uh, com- combinations like the Major Laser is this project that's Diplo and some other guy, and uh, and it, I've mentioned it a few times. But uh, this is since it's come up, I'll put this link in the thing here. But um, so I want to expose you to Nardwar, and this is related to things like Pharrell and whatnot. Are you familiar with Nardwar? Uh, yeah. The, the journalist, the music journalist, Nardwar. Have you watched any mm-hmm. of his videos or anything? Or is he, I watched a few, yeah. The ones where he's like surprised. He's basically doing it. This is your life with these artists. And they're like, how do you know this stuff, man? And he keeps pulling out things mm-hmm. and giving them to him. Did you ever see the one that he did with Charlie Murphy? <clears throat> I didn't hear that part. What'd you say? Did you ever see the one that he did with Charlie Murphy? Uh, no, that one I didn't. See, now that one, that's the one that uh, where... Because Charlie Murphy really seemed to appreciate what Nardwar was doing, and so I thought, well, that's where and he was just smiling. He seemed like just the nicest guy, uh, and so, so that's what I think of when I think of, uh, of uh, when I remember Charlie Murphy. Is I remember him as the hard gangster character who was really frightening, kind of in in CB4, and then also really nice. This version. I got your I got your link. That's him. Yeah. So uh, he's talking to. Rated X. Get him out of that later. But it's a fault. It's a fault. Video. He owns it. He owns it. Nightmare. 
hamsters are actually mice with afros. Uh, people think they're pets and they have them in their houses, but the meowser, uh, gerbil, uh, a guinea pig, all those are is rats with fur coats on. It's the same thing. You know, if you want to act like it's not what it is, if you, if you, if you think I'm joking, just let them loose in your house and see if he doesn't burrow into the wall and start doing rat-like things. Charlie Murphy, I mentioned your movie career, but you also have and had a rap career. What can you tell me about the canine posse? Look at doing slides now. Look at Sammy, and now we go to canine. And the first first thing I want to show everyone funny that you brought this up. Yo, this is your rap combo. Look right here. Look what it says right there. Executive producer, Charlie Murphy. See? You know what I'm going to have to do? Uh, I'm going to have to take, like, all of these, uh, I'm going to take these links and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to upload them to the, uh, the anti-social Facebook page so that everybody can enjoy this shit. You know, it'd be good is if they were on some kind of a Tumblr that we had so that people would, uh, you know, would know what uh-huh. we were talking about and then they'd be able to follow along and go, oh, so this is what they touched on. And yeah, it'd be good. To- I will definitely have to create a uh, Tumblr page then. That would be good for the show, I think. It would be something to, for people to look back through. Specifically for the anti-social show. Yes, specifically for them. So uh, also, so one other thing. So here's uh, this... You know, whatever we talk about, we can actually throw up on, you know, multiple platforms so everyone can follow. Yeah. So I was thinking... Charlie Murphy's fucking hilarious. Like, my favorite, uh, my favorite skits with him on, on the, uh, show was when he was talking about Prince. Because mm. all that stuff actually happened, uh, uh, apparently. Like, that wasn't all, that was actually, I think he was, like, you know, reminiscing what happened between him and Prince. So that that's pretty funny. I used to laugh for fucking hours. Like, Dave Chappelle is, like, fucking, he's a genius. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's pretty funny. I enjoyed Half Baked quite a, quite a bit. Uh, but I also saw him um, uh, on Comedy Central when he was, I think, still 19 or something, and he was just doing street performing out on there, and they were doing interviews with him. Uh, and he was on the street, he was doing, he's uh, doing the, um, thing, what was the bit? It was about how... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this bit. I'm not going to do this bit. But at one point, he... Uh, now, you're talking about the interviews he did on Dave Chappelle, right? No, no, I'm talking about the, the Dave Chappelle interviews that were on Comedy Central back when they were... Oh, I don't know if you ever saw these, but back in the day, when Comedy Central was um, in the early 90s, uh, they were they would run, like, little showcase uh, kind of commercials of of up-and-coming comedians or comedians who had been around for a while and they were just getting some attention. Like So you'd see, like, clips of Jim Brewer talking about... Um, you know, Jim Brewer very physical and, and loud and big movements and, you know, like cartoonish and just funny, you know. Be like a, she got a gauge. Guess what? He did these voices and anyway, but. You'll have to uh, send me a link so I can watch that. Yeah, I don't know if they're archived, but so I could see them and then like Tom, Tom, Tom uh, not Tom, yeah, Tom Rhodes was doing stuff. He did like uh, some around the world stuff. To, to, to Vietnam, David Tell was doing Insomniac, I think. Or, and then David Tell had been around for a while. Um, who am I thinking of? Todd Berry would do these weird spots where he was like this, um, like a full-grown man living inside this womb, kind of thing. So he got an umbilical attached to him, but then it, it wouldn't, there, there would be no attention called to the fact that he was essentially a man-sized baby in, in human in regular man-sized clothing. And it'd be like he just it, it, right, the right. camera would just sort of float, and he'd be like. 
you know, you know what I do in my spare time is I come up with uh, alternate John Grisham titles. You know, the bailiff, the stenographer, because you know, a lot of John Grisham novels are just you know, the gavel. Because John Grisham novels are like the firm and the client and, and you know that's and the Pelican Brief. It's literally what you know. Those are real John Grisham titles. So the idea that these are alternate, I thought that was a pretty funny. Bit. It sounds it sounds fucking funny, dude. Like, but but Dave Chappelle's bit was he'd do a bit about you know police uh, police um, getting descriptions of people who robbed you. Can you describe him, sir? And he like you know it's like uh, he's tall. He was tall. It's like hat was on backwards. Hat was on backwards. And uh, he was black. Oh, I know he's black. Big lips, big eyes. You know, ding ling hanging out. I've seen him all. I've seen him all before. You see one. You see him. You know, hundred, seen millions of whatever. I mean, he's, he's a really funny kid. Just performing for street, you know, on the street with people, like just like practically busting. At least that's what he was doing in the in the clip. And I was like, this guy is he's funny. And then I saw him in Con Air, and he was hilarious in that. Then came Half Baked, and, <laughs> and then came the Chappelle Show, which unfortunately. I never got to see because by that point I wasn't watching television. I didn't have cable, but I will. I did see clips of it, and I'm going to go back one day and just binge watch as much as I can of it. I can tell you that the uh, the Dave Chappelle show was was uh, pretty funny, and that's where he had Charlie Murphy on there talking about his encounters with Prince. But yeah, I'm very curious to see how that show would uh, be now. Uh, Considering the fact that we are in a alt-right uh, leadership, Republican uh, dictatorship environment, I mean, take like for example, um, Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah. Now, when it comes to Saturday Night Live, like you know, they've attacked certain things in the past, but like it's usually like one skit here, one skit there, and it's like completely done. But for some reason, like almost every single Saturday. You know, they're making fun of, like, you know, Sean uh, uh, Spicer. They're making fun of Donald Trump on a regular basis. Uh, forget the name of it. It's, it just came out, and it's all about Donald Trump. Like, there's a, an impersonator who almost does a better impersonation of Donald Trump than Alex uh, Alec Baldwin. Really? It's that funny, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Okay. Like a Dave Chappelle show, like if he did that show again, like he would definitely be funny. Definitely be funny on that, you know, making fun of like the 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 uh, Donald Trump. If like Dave Chappelle did like Donald Trump, for example, now that would be fucking hilarious. That would be surreal. It'd be like it'd be like um, kind of like when Eddie Murphy did um, James Brown as Annie. You know, yes. Did, do you remember that? Did you ever see that? It's like come out tomorrow. Yeah. Never that was on Saturday Night Live back when Eddie Murphy was in his early twenties and late teens. By the way, he I think he started uh, Saturday Night Live when he was nineteen, I think, or maybe it was twenty. But he was a young man. He wasn't he wasn't even old enough to drink yet. And they did a bit about it on uh, when uh, James Coburn hosted back in <laughs> back in eighty 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 one something like that. Like. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eddie. How's it going, man? Uh, you see that, ladies and gentlemen, how like one topic can lead into another topic can lead into another topic on this show? You, you always have to like pay attention because we're like the DC universe. Yes. You don't never know what topic we're going to switch to next. Is that what the DC universe does? 
the DC universe? The- Absolutely. Well, that's that's the that's the the one thing about the DC universe is you, unless you follow it, like you never know like where it's going to go next. Like you, know, you have obviously like the new Fifty Two, mm. which involves like you know the the multiverse, which you know and includes many different versions of Earth and all these different characters that were added and revamped and all that. So mm-hmm. the anti-social show is kind of like that. You never know like what you, you know. We may start off on one topic, but they would kind of go off into a tangent into another topic and that leads into another topic and that leads into another topic and nine times out of ten it goes right back back to the original topic again while we're on the subject um how's the old bazoo no uh while we're on the subject uh do, do you um do you have any comic book recommendations do i have any comic book what? recommendations any comic books that oh you yes like, yes yes comic book recommendations stuff you like else. that you want other people to read or that you'd like yes, other people's yes, opinion actually. on. Yes, sorry, I'm not trying to yes. talk over you. <laughs> well, I don't think it's like, um, as far as like DC is concerned, as far as like comic books, I don't think it's a relatively new concept. It's been out for a while, but <sighs> definitely worth reading. I was at the Barnes and Nobles the other day, and I picked it up. It's it's and with the new Alien Covenant movie coming out, and not that the two have anything to do with each other, but uh, Batman versus Alien. Which was like fucking phenomenal. It's like the the graphic, uh, the graphic. It's a graphic novel, so but the the artwork and the story is phenomenal. So that's my hmm. recommendation right there. That does sound interesting. Batman versus Alien. Okay. Well, they actually did a Superman versus Alien, if I remember correctly, too. That seems like so. They're starting to. They're starting to like integrate the the alien creature with like uh, a lot of different uh, storylines and. Um, Really, that that's what really saved. I think the Predator franchise was the the Alien. Was um, was the so was the were the Alien? Are we talking the Xenomorphs, right? Yes. Now, where's was where's the was which actually is not really the proper the 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 proper name is not really Xenomorph. It was actually, and I forget the explanation for it, but. If you watched Aliens with um, Lieutenant Gorman, he used the word xenomorph to make himself sound more intelligent than he actually was. Oh. Well, I mean, that's certainly what fans... But then, of, of course, yeah. the, the name, name xenomorph just stuck. Stuck, yeah. So what, what, is the, uh, what is the correct way to refer to them as? Um, there is a name for them, but I don't know offhand what the, the, the proper name for it for them are, but it's definitely not Xenomorph. Xenomorph oh. was just like a stupid nickname that stuck, basically, because don't forget, you know, like in, in, in every other aspect of like entertainment when it comes to movies and books and all that, mm. usually the books come out first before the movie. Like you have a book, you know, writer does, you know. Sound drops out, the sound drops out, the sound drops out, the sound drops out. All his books were books before they were movies. Well, in this case, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. What I was trying to say was, in in usually the case is that you know it's usually a book before it's a movie. Certainly in Stephen King's case, Um, but in this case, the the movies came out before uh, the comics, before the books, and coming the alien franchise of course so it's it's gonna be first uh going back to uh ridley scott going back to james cameron going back to uh the guy who did uh forget uh forget the guy who did uh who directed uh part three forget his name david fincher yes yes 
But um, in part two, obviously, uh, uh, Cameron's version of it, um, they had they, they sent in the Marines to find out what happened, and. The lieutenant, of course, who nobody likes, everyone thinks he's an asshole and he's not well trained for this particular mission. He used the word xenomorph to make himself sound more intelligent. So right. um, I know that somewhere in the literature, like the comics, the books, they I think they do have a, a proper name, but I haven't read all the comics. So I do know that far, but xenomorph was just one of those nicknames that just stuck. Okay, well, so for the sake of describing them and making them uh, distinct from other aliens until it can be... But uh, definitely check out Batman vs. Alien because that was definitely a, a... It's not a very thick book and I think there is more than one, but... <clears throat> excuse me, but that, that's my recommendation. Okay. Also, too, I want to say... Um, I want to say Batman Year One. Ooh, Batman Year One. Okay, yeah, I haven't read that. It sounds good. So now... Yes. So the... But the Alien comics, is that Dark Horse... Or Vertigo? It's one of those comics? Um, yeah. The, um, well, the original Alien comic books uh, is, in fact, Dark Horse. But I think – and, of course, obviously everyone knows that Batman is DC. So I think there was a, a collaboration between the two comics where DC came together with Dark Horse so that they can make this merge to make it happen. Because, like I said, um, you have the Alien – versus point. Um, I haven't read that one, and I discovered that years and years ago when I picked up a, uh, uh, a copy of an Alien comic book. Okay. And it was in the back of uh, Alien busting out of Superman's uh, ass on his chest. Oh, Which, by the way, I have a challenge for all of you uh, geeks out there. Um, come to our Facebook page or go to... Uh, Tyson Zayner at RevT23 at uh, uh, Twitter or come to Zombie Bacterium on Twitter. I want to know what S stands for. I mean, I know what the S stands for, but I want to know in your mind, like, what the S stands for. Because the S on Superman's chest actually does stand for something, but I want to know what it is. That's your challenge. So hit us up. Let us know your answers. And if you win, you get absolutely nothing yet. But um, no, at some point in the future, whoever comes up with the answer first, the right answer, I will... Give them a anti-social uh, T-shirt. All you gotta do is tell me color and size, and it's yours. When we do get them in, there you go. I'm trying to find some information on Dark Horse. Ah, because I, I I believe they collaborated or collaborated with. Yeah, they collaborated. I kind of, I kind of yes, they thought that they were an offshoot of DC, but I might be thinking of Vertigo. I think Vertigo might be the offshoot of DC I'm thinking of. Or it could it might you know, also it's actually be pretty funny because I'm 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 a fan of Dark Horse. Fart what? I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Dark Horse and I'm a fan of DC, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm also kind of a fan I, I wanna say of um of um Marvel Comics, not so much though. I mean I do like certain characters, but for some reason, and if you go on Facebook, you, you can find like thousands of Facebook pages, fan pages that were created for the sole purpose of fan pages, and probably thousands of them you know, for the sole purpose of Marvel. Now, when you have a DC fan page, the idea is that you know people come together and discuss ideas as far as like DC. 
Now, the ones that I, I am a part of, for some reason, somebody will come in and always have like a Marvel question for DC Universe, like, you know, who's better, Superman or, or uh, Thor? Like, you know, who can kick each other's asses? And and to give you a uh, to give you an answer is it, it's kind of annoying, really. But at the same time, it's like you have two separate universes. You have um, you have a dude who is an alien, obviously, to our world, and the only reason why he has his godlike powers is because, you know, of our yellow sun. If he was to go back to Krypton, you know, he's a regular mortal like anybody else. Like his, you know, his phys- uh, physiology, whatever the fuck that word is, might be a little bit different because he's a Kryptonian as to oppose of a person on Earth, but there really are no other differences other than the fact that when Kryptonians come to Earth, they do develop... Uh, unlimited powers apparently and thor is a god so i mean do i think that they might be close in a battle probably because batman did kick superman's ass but it's just it's 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 annoying like you know leave the the dc universe alone leave the marvel universe alone i mean it'd be great if they they did have a collaboration but they don't and they never will so and that's the way it is. So just leave it to your imagination. And Marvel fans, if you're listening to this, please stop attacking. You know, please stop coming to DC fan pages and asking stupid questions. You have your own pages. We don't come to your pages. You know, we don't come to like you know the Marvel page. Yo, you think like Batman can like kick Iron Man's ass? Well, of course he can kick Iron Man's ass without the suit, obviously. I mean, Iron Man's a regular person. He, he's Marvel's version of Bruce Wayne, so, that, you know, in my estimated opinion. Somebody was just talking about something very much like this. I'm trying to think of what... The, oh, you know what? I was, I was listening to Just In Time podcast, and they had an episode... I think it was the Taco Bell. They, they, they do these things where they pit um, uh, actors against each other and, and like based on their movies and their sex appeal and whatnot and like who would win. So like the most recent episode, uh, the Taco Bell, uh, the Taco Bell, the Taco Bowl, the, the Taco Bowl. Uh, they they Robert Downey Jr. I think versus Tom Hanks. So they bring up Iron Man and the various stuff. So it's just really strange. Right. I'm just listening to something about this. Well, that about does it. For the Antisocial Show, I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Have a good time, folks.